Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Possibly Haunted Podcast. And welcome back. This week we are starting a new three-part series, and unfortunately, our first couple episodes are just gonna be—well, maybe not unfortunately, but just Cat and I. We're down. We're down a woman. Heather's down with some <laughs> illness, so we're gonna miss her. But uh, she'll be back for her episode later. Of course. So you know, or it's just make gonna sure be us hang in there. Heather voices. We'll just be like, "Hi, my name's Heather," and talk about whatever her thing is. <laughs> No, we are we are sad that she is sick, but yeah. uh, she'll be back, so no worries there. This um, this new three part series is going to be all about unsolved mysteries. I kind of left it open ended, so we could pick things like unsolved deaths or disappearances or you know alien sightings. Who knows? Just a wide array of mysterious things. Oh yeah, and our coven corner goes along with it. I wanted some like personal anecdotes of, you know, some sort of mystery you were involved in or your family or something like that. Uh, I just thought it fit and I didn't know what to do. So, <laughs> and mine is actually, uh, my, was it my, it would be my great grandfather. Okay. I'm sorry. That took way too long to work that out. My brain is so slow. <laughs> um, yeah, my so my grandmother's father, he was very young when he died, and um, he was, from what my grandma said, perfectly healthy, and he went to the doctor, and, like, the next day he died. That's and crazy. And they don't, it is, and it they don't know what happened, and the doctors were like, his kidneys were in terrible shape and shut down. We didn't do anything, and it was all... Very, again, very mysterious. Yeah. It's, very suspicious, too. It's, it's weird sudden deaths that happen like that, where it's like they went to sleep and they said they had a headache and then never woke up again. It's just, like, terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't think my grandma can remember, like, why he went to the doctor, but she said that he seemed perfectly fine. Yeah. And so the whole family was very confused about why he died and why the doctor said it was his kidneys. And, you know, he was like an evangelist singer, mm-hmm. so he didn't drink or anything like that, which I know that's your liver and not technically your kidneys, but, but still, I mean. that's a filter, you know. He's not doing yeah. a bunch of drugs, you know. Yeah. Didn't have any serious health problems. Mm-hmm. So... And this was probably, I don't know how old she was, but she's 81 now, so I'll probably put this like 70 years or so back. Yeah. So he was a young man. it's hard to think. Should have been fine. Yeah. That's crazy. And it's, um, it can be, it can be weird to think about how much medicine and technology have advanced in such a short time. So 70 years, while it might not seem that long ago, it's long enough that, you know, medicine was not as clear-cut as it is now, and it's not even really clear-cut now. I was going to say, I don't think it's really that clear-cut even now. I think medicine sometimes, (laughs) the way we think about medicine is is very much like this sort of brutal thing. It's like, oh, you got that wrong? Well, we're going to slice you open. (laughs) Yeah. And and also, you know, 
you're the doctor. You went to school. You're supposed to know these things. But so often they don't. We have to oh, remind yeah. ourselves that's why it's called practicing medicine. Yes. We, I've been to many a doctor for many weird things that my body does. And they'll be like, eh, I don't know. Maybe that's just what your body does. And I'm like, great. Fun. Great. Thank you. Good answer. Thank you. <laughs> my body hates me and is fucked up. Good answer. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Like the um, the constant nosebleeds in Lubbock um, that I would get. And I, I tell people, I was like, it's it was pretty bad. Cause, and it was just dry air that I was starting to get all these nosebleeds. But then they got so yeah. bad that the blood would start coming out of my tear ducts. I remember telling you about this. Whoa. Yeah, I, told, I mentioned it. And you're like, that's not normal. And I had gone to the doctor about nah. it. And they're like, no, it's just you bleed so much sometimes in your sinuses that it just comes out of your tear ducts because your sinuses are behind your eyes. And I was like, mm -hmm. thank you. Um, so what do I do about it? And he was like, drink more water. And I went, Gary a hanky. <laughs> Basically, he was like, drink more water, maybe, like, have a humidifier. And I was like, great. Thank you. Thank you for your assistance. <laughs> Just um, have a Q-tip loaded with Vaseline at all times. <laughs> Shove up your nose. <laughs> it was just, That's, I had you know, very dry sinuses. That's all. Yeah, my dad, um, even, you know, two hours away, they have... It's it's still dry in that part of Texas too, and he has he had nosebleeds so often that um, his ENT did that where they uh, cauterized the inside of his nose, ooh, the blood vessels up there, yeah, dear God, yeah, let's it not... helped, well, yeah, but still I'm just like ah. <laughs> I'm good, I'll so... just live near water forever. Yeah, I mean it works for you. You you are a mermaid. Yes. I have come to take you away, Morgan. Drown you in the ocean. So we can be together is... forever. <laughs> what a fucking nightmare. Oh my god. I do oh not want to die in the ocean. I, so by the way, so just so, you know, the listeners who don't necessarily know this, Morgan loves the ocean but doesn't like in the ocean, if that makes sense. Yes. She's fascinated. I'm fascinated with sea creatures and the, I think the oceans are important and beautiful and mysterious. And really, but. I've never really, like, I knew that that is a valid fear, and I'm not going to, like, toss her into dark water or anything, but it never really oh registered, yeah, it never really registered <laughs> to me as why, like, I couldn't, I could understand that it's a fear, but also there's nothing that I could really relate to about it, you know, because I don't think about the ocean that way, until I saw there's these um, people who craft these miniatures of, like, people's fears, and one of them was, like, the ocean as a fear. Um, and so he does all of these, like, giant sea monsters that are hidden under the waves. And so, nope. but it's encased in resin, so you can see all the way down where the monster is. And then this tiny little person on the top of the water. And they're beautiful and they're detailed. And I saw one and I went, oh, that's the Morgan fear. Okay, gotcha. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know? it was this lovely little, on top is this man uh, fishing in the ocean, I'm assuming. And there's this giant, like, whale-angler-fish combo just underneath him coming up to, like, swallow the boat alive. And I went, that's what she's afraid of. Okay. <laughs> it's a good visual example of this, like, horrifying you-don't-know-what's-down-there kind of thing. Yeah. And I was like, that and makes even sense. And even though you said that you won't do it, just hearing the phrase, 
toss her into deep water, like, literally made my heart stutter. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those things that I understand that is a fear, and it's a very valid fear, probably more valid than some of my more silly fears. So, like, I'm like, I'm not going to do anything about it. But at the same time, I was, it just it just never registered. So I did want to say that I think I finally understand visually what was happening there in your brain. Just, Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, so let's continue on to your episode, perhaps. Yes. So we had my coven corner, which was a uh, mysterious medical mystery. Da, da, da. And now I'm, I'm going to give you... It could still be a medical mystery, I guess. Not so much, maybe, but... Uh, it is a mysterious death. Okay. Was Rodney was Rodney Mark's death the first murder at the South Pole? <gasps> murder. Murder. I mean, the murder statistics down there are pretty low. Uh, could be a very nice neighborhood <laughs> to live in there, Morgan. <laughs> the date, May 12th, 2000. Location, Amundsen, Amundsen. Scott, South Pole Station, Antarctica. Okay. Um, Rodney Mark's mysterious death was described in the media as possibly the first South Pole murder. His death was initially described as being from natural causes, but after it emerged he had been poisoned with methanol, people began to talk of suicide and possibly even murder. Okay. The case has never been solved methanol okay that's it's not a pleasant way to die is methanol i don't think uh yeah if I'm, you were I'm gonna get some sort of alcohol byproduct like ethanol you know yeah well I, I feel like you know if someone is going to die by suicide um you would try for an easier one but you know okay i'm just gonna listen to the story we'll see <laughs> it discusses that so Marks was working for the Smithsonian Astrophysical Observatory at the Antarctic Submillimeter Telescope and Remote Observatory at the Amundsen-Scott South Pole Station, run by the U.S. government's National Science Foundation in SF. Yeah, like important person. <laughs> um, it was a dream job for this youthful graduate of University of Melbourne who had completed his Ph.D. at the University of New South Wales. However... Cool. Mark suddenly fell ill on May 11th, 2000, while walking from the observatory to the main base. Over the next 36 hours, he felt worse and worse and went back three times to the station medic, Robert Thompson, for help. He died on May 12th of unknown causes, age just 32. Ooh, very fun. young. That's close to us. Yeah. I'm too young. Wait. And beautiful. You're going to be... You're going to be 32 this November, aren't you? Yes, I am. Old. <laughs> yeah. I'm still young and beautiful, though. I will look the same age until I hit menopause. It's great. At, like, 100? <laughs> yeah. I will automatically become a teeny, tiny, little, adorable Asian woman at that point. It is the metamorphosis. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, the NSF initially stated that he had apparently died of natural causes, but the specific cause of death was yet to be determined. Winter conditions in Antarctica meant that his body had to be kept on site until it could be flown to New Zealand for an autopsy. A post-mortem in Christchurch reported that he had died from methanol poisoning. The New Zealand police began an investigation. 
The various pieces of evidence that emerged brought little clarity. Mark's body apparently had needle entry marks on the arms, yet there were no illegal drugs in his system. Mm. Mark's had Tourette's syndrome, a neuropsychiatric disorder that manifests in verbal tics and muscular spasms. Of course, I think everyone knows what Tourette's is nowadays, yeah, but... but if you didn't, there you go. He was known to be a heavy drinker, partly because he saw this as a means of managing the condition. One suggestion was that he was attempting to distill his own spirits and had accidentally drunk the methanol. Okay. However, the base had a well-stocked bar that hardly ever closed, so Marks would have had no problem in accessing alcoholic drinks if he wanted them. And he was a highly trained and skilled scientist, so the chances of his messing up to the extent of ingesting a poisonous substance in error must have been very low. Mm-hmm. Another possibility was suicide. Perhaps feeling lonely and given the isolation of the Antarctic with the winter setting in, and perhaps not quite in his right mind from drinking alcohol, uh, had Marx deliberately ingested the methanol knowing it would kill him? Again, seems unlikely. When he had returned to the medic on three occasions, and those involved agreed that he had not seemed to be feigning his apparent panic, if he had taken poison and then regretted it, he could have explained the situation to the medic, but yeah. he had not. Moreover, Marx was not in a bad way. He had recently embarked on a romantic relationship with a young woman who was working at the base so that they could be together. He was also close to completing some significant academic work and did not have any known financial or health worries. Okay. So unless you're just hit with that winter seasonal depression real hard... Just smacked in the face with it. Which, I mean, does happen. But at the same but time... He does not seem to be predisposed with depression. You yeah. know, I think everybody gets the wintertime sadness, but not everyone is deeply depressed. Yeah, and he was probably... <laughs> honestly, they probably do a lot of training out there on how to deal with the, you know, eventual sort of pitfalls that come with living in that sort of area and on that base. So I'm sure they do have a lot of resources and whatnot. And he wasn't alone. Yeah. He wasn't alone. There were clearly other people there. And the fact that he had gone to the doctor so many times does kind of point to the fact that he was like, what is happening? You know? Yep. And I think if he had, since he had gone to the doctor so many times, if he was feeling suicidal, to me, going to the doctor means he's reaching out, you know? He doesn't actually want to. Yeah. But I'm not a psychiatrist, so I don't know. But... (laughs) Yes, conjecture we, that is not where our degrees are <laughs> <laughs> so detective senior sergeant grant warmald of the new zealand police in charge of the investigation found his efforts to elicit further information from the nsf did not go well the nsf position was that the death was from natural causes when Warmold asked to see an internal NSF report he believed existed, he was told there were no reports that were relevant and the inquiries that had taken place in the agency would be of little value to him. Uh. Jurisdiction over the base was not simple. The remote observatory where Marks worked was a project of the University of Chicago, while Munson Scott Station was run by the NSF. But these were within the Ross Dependency, a section of Antarctica claimed by New Zealand. 
The U.S. does not recognize the New Zealand claim or the application of New Zealand law to U.S. citizens within the area. Okay. So there was little Wormold could do to progress the matter. He was investigating if it was a murder. By the way, that's what okay. the sergeant was doing. In the end, it seems unlikely the mystery around Mark's death will ever be solved. The Christchurch coroner found in December 2006 that there was no evidence of murder, suicide, or of a prank that had gone wrong. Wormold said that while Marks might have taken the methanol for recreational effect, he thought this unlikely and believed the likeliest scenario to be that the astrophysicist had ingested the methanol unknowingly. Somehow, Marks ingested the methanol that killed him, but we will never know how or why. Da da da. Da da da. That's so But crazy. frankly, you know, they talked about the needle marks on his arm, but nobody conjectured that somebody injected him with methanol yeah it, they didn't say if that was like part of a medication that he took while he was there maybe like i don't know like vitamin d shots you know or something mm -hmm. like that they didn't in the article that you read they didn't talk about any sort of standing stuff that he would take to kind of aid his life um so who knows honestly that's so, so creepy Methanol, also known as methyl alcohol, amongst other names, is a chemical and the simplest alcohol. It is light, volatile, colorless, flammable liquid. So it's like rubbing alcohol? <laughs> Main uses of methanol. A chemical building block for everyday products. Also is a clean energy resource used to fuel cars, trucks, buses, ships, fuels, books. Ah. So this was not for recreational use. No, and if it's supposed, to, it sounds like if it's a building block for something, somebody who has a background in chemistry uh, would be like, I know how to make that and I'm not going to drink it. Like, I feel like that's founding, like, fundamental blocks of chemistry is don't drink the science. Um, yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I don't so think he would take that. Even even if, you know, have heavy drinker, that's mm -hmm. not normal drinking alcohol. I, no. Yeah, that's definitely... When you can make moonshine, why would you make methanol? And I don't even think that would be a way that you would want to kill yourself. No, and I'm sure that there are a lot of different ways that people do um, die from suicide, I'm sure. But, like, at the same time, it seems like... I don't know, that just seems so weird to me. And it does sound like, because he was going saying, I don't feel well, it does sound like he unknowingly ingested, as they did say. But who do you think, do you think it was someone on the base? Do you think it was just, like, it happened to be in his, like, foodstuffs from a leak, maybe? It was maybe? the KGB. It's KGB? KGB. I, I was going to say the Yeti. But, you know. I think it has to do with the needle marks. Okay. Okay, so, like, somebody came in and injected him in his sleep? Or something? Because they didn't, they didn't say anything about, like, he took, you know, medication by syringe or anything like that, so. And yeah. if you were going to commit suicide in Antarctica, you could just walk outside and go to sleep, and it would probably be a little bit peaceful. True, so. they do say dying of hypothermia is very peaceful. Yep. I mean, after you get the sudden burning sensation and strip off all of your clothes. Uh-huh. So. Then it's peaceful. Very... I thought that that was a pretty pretty good short little mystery. That's crazy. I love it. That's fun. As always, it, it is deeply sad that this man died, but um, thank you for leaving us with a good mystery, I guess. 
That sounds really callous. Yeah. Was this a part of Unsolved Mysteries at any point? I don't know. I got it from um, a book called Unsolved Deaths. Ah, because this sounds like something that would be like in the reboot of Unsolved Mysteries somewhere. Yeah, I bet it would be good. I think they're getting a third season, so. Okay. We're going to have to try to see if it's out there. It's not. But, yeah. That's it. Fantastic. Um, uh Uh-oh. I didn't prepare any of our socials. We've got email, Instagram, and Twitter. Facebook and Twitter. And Facebook if you'd like, <laughs> this is normally Heather's job. Heather, come back. Yeah, <laughs> we were unprepared. Why didn't we think of this? We are. Uh, we do have our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. If you want to contact on any of those platforms, we are very willing to listen to you and to hear any of your suggestions for future episodes. We do appreciate that. If you do not have any social media, you can also reach us at our email. Um, and we would love Possibly to hear. Possiblyhauntedpodcast at gmail.com. gmail.com. And, and all of our handles on social media are, like, some variation of the Possibly Haunted podcast or Possibly Haunted. So if you look that up, you'll find it. Yeah, so it's a fantastic time. We do like talking to you guys. Sometimes we'll, we'll get a text message or something, or, like, a little DM, and we'll call each other and be like, We got one! So, <laughs> yeah. so and, we're always know, excited. <laughs> make sure to leave a comment or a DM or something um, about... The Coven Corner question, uh, you know, your personal, maybe family mystery. Let us let us know if you've got any cool, weird, serious, <laughs> weird ants. <laughs> yeah, weird ants or weird aunts. I, either an aunt who <laughs> is disguising themselves as your aunt, perhaps. That is some Twilight Zone shit right there. I was thinking goosebumps, but you know, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> So that is it for our part one of Unsolved Mysteries. If you want to hear more, make sure you come back for part two and three. And just remember, even if your death or disappearance remains unsolved, even way out in the Antarctic, I bet you that that observatory is now possibly haunted. That would be the suckiest place to be a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) There'd be no one there. (laughs)